you know, we're going to pop in for Mondays. I know we even go So let's do it. So today we're going to talk about what is being lazy in a relationship. And when we think about laziness in a relationship, we were going to really focus on word usage. So a lot of times when we are connecting with people or we're trying to get to know someone or we just have a relationship with someone, we use one word, one word to describe someone like you're manipulating me, right? Or you're being a bully or um, you're well, being first passive. Though, before you go into that, like, we want to ask, what is laziness? Like to our panelists, what it means to our um, attendees, what when you think of laziness in a relationship, what do you think of? And we'll wait for y'all to respond and then not to cut you off, but to cut you off. <laughs> then we'll see, you know, then we'll explain, we'll go further. Yeah. You got your headphones in. like you DJ. Oh, hello? Yeah. I'm you sorry, some, someone else's um, headphones was connected to my to my computer. Okay. So go ahead. The rail said the bare minimum from your partner. Jurassic said lazy, laziness is not putting forth the effort to maintain or grow mm -hmm. relationship. And all those things are the, all those th all those things are true, um, so, but like I was saying um, before, we asked the question to define what laziness is. When we think of also a part of laziness is not taking the time to describe why you're saying the things that you're saying. Definitely. Like again, like I know the one thing that I hold near and dear to my heart, or something that is often a discussion, uh, something that's told to me is that I can't. I, I'm a bully, right? But my intention is not to bully. I'm not trying to bully. But if you guys, if the person is feeling intimidated by me, that's the first thing they think, think of. And that's the first thing, that's the first word they want to use. And it's laziness because it's not my fault that you feel intimidated by me. I'm not purposely trying to intimidate you, but because you're in, a person's in their feelings and they really can't, they're not really thinking about what they want to say. They use the easy, they, they, they take the easy route and just, pick a word that is fitting for that moment. Definitely. Like when you think of bare minimum, like we was just talking about that, like how would a person, how would a person be able to understand, let's say with Darrell, you said bare minimum. So how would a person be able to really gauge what bare minimum is? Mm -hmm. And um, drastic, you said, you know, putting forth, not putting forth effort to maintain or grow, but those are also things that's too subjective. So I think like, you know, when we talk about laziness, we talk about using broad terms to describe something that you're trying to explain to somebody, which starts a longer dialogue and it becomes a little misconstrued when you can actually come up with actual, like when you think of it, what do you think of as a whole? Like give, you know, some adjectives or, you know, things of that nature, some verbs, things of that nature to like really describe what laziness would be. I mean, y'all can y'all can write on the side, but because when I you know when I think of laziness, 
it's you know it's it's not it's not honoring exactly what you said you was gonna honor in a relationship. So it's actually putting like putting forth all the effort as that drastic measure said in the beginning, but saying you're gonna do something, agreeing to it, actually putting forth all that effort in the beginning and then tapering off because you think over years you have the right to not still give the same level of um consistency. So it's it's lacking consistency, I would say. You know, like things are gonna happen, days are gonna vary, energy is gonna vary, you know, life is gonna life is gonna take take its toll. But at the same time, the aim is to maintain the same energy, the aim is to honor the same agreements, the aim is to be everything that your partner signed on for. So Darrell says inconsistency. <clears throat> I feel people will do or be there for someone they wanna be there for. Yeah, exactly. I, I think, yeah, that is, that is, that is true. People show up and they do things that they want to do and it's all a choice. And the thing is that, you know, when people are falling short and you do call them out on those things, the first thing they say is like, I, I want to be here, but in action, they show something different. Right. So I would agree with you. I, if, if people really want to put forth the effort to your point, Aziz, if people are really making you a priority, it doesn't taper off. It will, they will continue going strong with that priority. Definitely. And it is very important to, acknowledge that it's very important to make sure people understand that like another thing i would say being lazy is to add on to Darrell's point is when you aren't like when you aren't basically waking up with the motivation to actually have discussions so you always fan somebody else's feelings mm. you're always making decisions for other people you're always taking away other people's choice I don't care what you do, how you do it, unless you're surprising somebody like birthday party, whatever. Give them the choice. Have the discussion after you give them the choice. Like sparing their feelings in the short run, which is, is a sprint is a ver versus the marathon. Like if you really with somebody for a long haul, you're gonna give them choice. You're gonna be honest with them. Tell them exactly what you feel. Tell them exactly what went on. Tell them exactly whatever it is. Don't take away their choice. Always wake up every day understanding that you have to give the person you're with choice. You can be here today. Your relationship could be here today and going tomorrow. We all know relationships are fragile. We all know there's nothing definite in a relationship but the amount of effort y'all both people put in. So when that effort's not being put in or when somebody's sparing somebody else's feelings, quote unquote, sparing their feelings by not honoring a, a um, agreement or sparing somebody's feelings by not telling them something, then I would say, that's a form of laziness because you know that there's going to be a amount of energy that's going to, it's going to take to actually get to where we need to go. Yeah, I, I agree. I think that, you know, at a time in my life, like I did, I thought that, you know, the person that was withholding, but not necessarily withholding critical information, but just any information for that matter, they were doing it for the greater good, basically. But you realize that those people are really just sparing themselves because they don't really want to deal with it. So they're just taking, they're, they're not being as forthcoming as they should be because they don't really want to deal with the responsibility of being honest. honest. Honesty is, being honest is a responsibility. It's a belief. It's something that you do every day and you have to not work at it, but you have to practice it every day. And I think a lot of, like, there are people out there that believe that it's something that they don't necessarily want to deal with. So they sugarcoat things. They don't, they'll leave things out because of that. Definitely. And Jasmine is asking Darrell, do you have the option? He to just changed all? it. Okay, he changed it. All mm -hmm. right. So now everything's good. 
so everybody can see everybody's, you know, comments and things. But yeah, I agree. You know, drastic. What do you think, Jazz? What do you think? You yeah, know, I was just gonna ask that. We just want to keep you on the loop because you know we we have a boatload of information, but we want to make sure everybody's heard and take the time to really engage you in this discussion. Because you know, it is it is dealing with. I think a lot of people believe it's in, like as the years go by, you can run out of gas. I'm running it to you. Yeah, drastic. Say, yeah, I'm on the same page. Yeah, hundred percent. You know, what I mean, you put in the effort, and I mean, from what we're seeing, you know, you know how to put in the effort, prioritize. When you say you're gonna do something, you do it. So that's that all shows integrity. That all shows that you know, you have what it takes to actually manage a relationship. Now, I'm not saying because a person is not lazy, they're the perfect match for you. We're not now selling that. But if you put in the work, then you'll, you'll do what you have to do. You know what I mean? So have any of, so have any of the panel of the, the attendees, have you guys ever dealt with somebody that you believed was being lazy within your relationship? Or are you currently... Or do you currently have a relationship with someone that you believe is being lazy? And if yes, how are you dealing with that? <laughs> Jasmine's writing now. Absolutely led to my divorce. So Darrell said, absolutely, it led to my divorce. So I'm sure that wasn't an easy situation. How long did it take you to get to that conclusion? Oh, well, we want to know who what was the lazy, who, who was being lazy. Oh, yeah, that too. I automatically thought it was the woman. Yeah. <laughs> well, because it said absolutely led to my divorce, thinking that he said, I don't know. Yeah, I, I assumed that he was the one that was in the right and she, whatever. But anyway, you're right. We both, gave, both up. gave up. So yeah, both gave. I mean, giving up is not lazy. What yeah, do, no. What do what do you define as giving up? Meaning you quit? You quit when there was still gas left in the tank? Or y'all was on E and it was time it was healthier to move on. I think that's very important. Every time like people believe because of relationship, like it's time to move on from relationship and necessarily fail. Yeah. It was it was healthier to move on. On E, healthier to move on. Okay. Did you guys come to? Oh, go ahead, Isis. Yeah, I, I wouldn't say that's giving up. I wouldn't say that's giving up. I mean, I guess if what you're saying is two people two people came together and they stopped putting in the work, so that's why it became unhealthy. Or you know, y'all realized y'all weren't on the same page. Y'all really didn't have the desire and the will and the principles to maintain the relationship anymore. So that decided it was healthier to move on. I mean, moving on is not, you know, we, we, we're, we're, we're flawed human beings, which everybody says. I don't use often, but I do know when it comes to selecting a partner, we don't always get it right. So we have to, you know, sometimes being, being real is being honest, you know, being yeah. honest with yourself and moving on. That's the best thing to do for you and your partner. You know, sometimes love is saying, we can't do this no more, but we can maintain some form of relationship or friendship, so on and so forth. So, you know. I agree with that. Um, Jasmine said, um, 
being lazy in a relationship is not she's she's asking the she's answering the question she didn't get a chance to so she said being lazy in a relationship is not participating in the agreement that you made with your partner and it is giving the bare minimum by being a participant and not an initiator yeah we we, we agree with that as well and then do you want to take the next one or you want me to go go ahead all right and then Darrell said that the issues and problems started before the marriage Thought love could get us through, but love wasn't enough. Truth, if truth be told, didn't get it right. Shouldn't have married her. Oh. I mean, I know you, uh, I, I don't know if you watch our podcast or you listen to our videos, but love is the faith. So love yeah. is always enough. Love inspires you to go out and make money. Love inspires you to do what's best for your partner at all times, what's best for your relationship. With so it's not that love wasn't enough. I mean, you're talking about the emotions, caring, caring wasn't enough. Because love is the faith. So love is the commitment part. And the commitment is not just all emotion. Well, yeah, I would say that the, the, maybe the desire to to want to be with each other superseded yeah. everything else. You know what I mean? Like sometimes we meet people that we, at that moment, think that we don't want to live a life without them. Although there are signs that is pointing to, there are signs there that's letting us know that we probably shouldn't move forward with the relationship, but we do anyway. So I think... Yeah, I agree with Aziz that love is the faith that is not the love that didn't propel your relationship. It was the fact that there were signs there that you both probably saw and decided to ignore them. And then you decided to get married. And I'm sure you have kids, right? So um, I don't think they, I don't know. If to, oh, she doesn't have kids? My bad. Wrong guy. But, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, we, we get caught up in the feeling of things. <laughs> no kids. <laughs> we get caught <laughs> We get caught up with the in the feeling of things, and it wasn't the love. It was more of the fact that you guys probably didn't belong together and knew from the very beginning, but decided to enjoy the process or try to enjoy the process or go move forward with the process anyway. Definitely. So we would say love wasn't, you know, love wasn't committed to. You know what I mean? Like, y'all didn't commit to love. Y'all committed to the emotions. Yes. Mm -hmm. of being in each other's lives and enhance each other's lives emotionally mm -hmm. without all the other commitment that comes with it, which is love. Like, love is a faith. Love is the principles. Because when all else fails, you're going to honor a principle. Mm -hmm. and Jazz said, I agree with that because love is often used in the place of emotions. So she's she basically saying, like, what we just said, like, love is not a... Um, Love is a principle. Like, mm -hmm. love is a agreement between two people to honor, not each other, but honor with the principles you have in place. So we, we tend to, like, we tend to believe we meet somebody and because they look good, which is obviously a part of it because they, you know, we're attracted to them, which so is- They make you feel good. Make you feel good, which is a part of it. All of that we're not saying is not a part of actually building towards love, but- when you sit down and y'all starting to put together the agreement because that just starts the dating process, the attraction, mm -hmm. you know, the, the chemistry, things of that nature starts the dating process. But when you actually sit down before you commit, you're committing on agreements, you're committing on principles. So when you sit down and you're actually ready to commit, you're looking at things like, okay, you know, what, what principles we're both going to honor mm -hmm. that's going to govern our relationships because we shouldn't be arguing over just anything. We should argue or have debates when it's something that goes against our principles. We can't hold each other accountable if we didn't first say we was going to honor a set of principles because a lot of people go on willy-nilly and they never have agreements. Yeah. They commit and think that the commitment 
with their words is going to supersede actually setting, um, setting the legwork, setting down the grant, groundwork to actually build a relationship and walk together through this life, you know? Well, they think because they showed up that that's good enough. You know what I mean? Like, I think that just, just committing is not enough. Although that's the start, like that's the start, right? So that you can hold everyone accountable, but it goes way beyond just saying, we're going to be together and this is what we're going to do if you don't action on those things. If you don't really, if your actions don't, if your actions don't, don't, are not doing those things, then it's an issue. So I think that's another thing when you think of laziness, it's, you know, you hear people say all the time, well, you know, I work hard and I do that. Like they, 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 they list the things that they do and that should be enough but is it really enough is that what you signed up for because if it's not what you signed up for then it's not enough definitely and i agree with jazz with jazz just said that you know what what builds the caring for someone until they evolve evolves into love yeah so i do agree that that can be a component of it mm-hmm. you know and I see Darrell, you know, it seems like you had, you know, you and you indulge in the discussion. So, you know, it seems like you would be, you know, a great panelist to actually have this discussion with, because obviously, you know, I mean, heartache is a hard thing to get over. It's just, it's, it's not going to be easy. No. You know what I mean? When you think of long-term relationships, you think of being in a committed relationship. And I mean, I, you know, we, we obviously believe once you commit, you marry. But, you know, if you go further and then you actually have papers and paperwork and you go, you know, to the justice, you know, justice of the peace, sign some paperwork or have a whole wedding, you know, you sitting in front of a whole bunch of people and saying, I'm going to do this. Yeah. So a lot of people are embarrassed when the relationship, when the marriage is over, because a lot of people were there to see them come together. And then when it's time to break up. A lot of people, you know, that, that breaks up a lot of people because y'all merge friends, y'all merge family members, you know, and if you, you don't have kids, but some people have kids. So it is, it is a hard decision. So, you know, people are getting married and making that decision based off of like what you said, based off of the emotion of it and based off like you feel like you can't live without the person. I'm not even say it's infatuation because infatuation, I think, is really blind. I think you still, you care about No, them. I think you care about the person deeply. And at that moment, you think that there's potential. Definitely. But, you know, it's one thing to date potential. It's another thing to marry potential. You know what I mean? I think by the time you get to that stage of the, of the relationship, you should be, it should be, the potential should be actualized. And I, it doesn't, because, because if it isn't, it's not going to get any better if you guys are married. Definitely. So I think that, you know, that's really important when we're picking partners and we're connecting with people that we're not so getting caught up in the feeling of everything. But I have a question for Darrell. Oh, uh, well, he just made a comment. So I'll read your comment. Then I have a question for no, you. That's not him. That's drastic. Oh, drastic. Yeah. My bad. So let me finish my, 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 my thought and then I'll go back. Um, so Darrell, you said that, you know, you should never marry. You should have never married. You have married your wife. Um, were you around other people that believed the same thing and were they honest with you? And then while you're writing that, I'll um, read Drastic's um, comment. That's a whole fact because of all the other, uh, because of all of the other outside factors where involved the loss of a marriage wouldn't be as bad. I just chopped that up, didn't I? No, 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 no. That's what he said. Oh. <laughs> Basically he's saying without the outside factors, the relationship 
you know, it wouldn't, like, you wouldn't be as embarrassed or whatever. I would just got it, got assuming, it. But I'm saying, I'm thinking that's what that means. I think the outside fact is like, I mean, we're big on love as a group journey. So I think you shouldn't merge if you really, like, number one, everybody that you come to that marriage with should be aligned. I really don't believe people should get married if they're still around people that don't align. Oh, yeah, I agree. Yeah, with their, with their partner. And I believe the other way around, like if, you know, on both ends. So when they, when you merge, you know, everybody's aligned, everybody's on the same page. So you, whoever's doing something that's outside of <clears throat> the agreement, outside of what everybody signed on for, I think those are the people that help hold you accountable. Because sometimes you're in the relationship and I don't care how deep, like we're relationship, you know, we're relationship builders and we deal, we talk to a variety of people about, you know, their marriages, their relationships, things of that nature. But at the end of the day, you do need that support. And we always tell them like, go back, go, who's your support? Who's your sounding boards? Who's the people that are actually there to make sure that they're holding you accountable? That's the whole point in all the marriage life to have the best man and to have the, you know, the other people, the, the what is it, the bridesmaid? Yeah. The maid, the maid of honor. Maid of honor. Yeah, bridesmaids are after the maid of honor. You have the maid of honor to hold you accountable. That's why you have them next to you. Because they're supposed to be people that you talk to, confine. They are an extension of your marriage. So I do agree a lot of people stay together or because they're nervous of how it's going to look. And I do believe a lot of people, you know what I mean, split up and then they feel that guilt of how everybody else is looking at things. So, oh, I mean, did we, did we, did we get that right? Was that's, is that what you were saying drastic? I mean, while he writes, we'll move to, um, to the Darrell just wrote a comment. So he said, I have people that had opinions, but I am a person who's going to do what I'm going to do. Uh, yeah. That didn't really work out too well for you, did it? <laughs> um, but at the same time, I never saw that marriage should look like, never saw a healthy marriage. I was kind of learning on the fly. So the thing about that Darrell too, is like, when you are, so my parents are married and they've been married, actually it'll be 50, 50 years next year. I, I forgot, well, the point is that they've been married for a long time. And, um, the, but the thing is, is that I didn't, feel, I didn't believe that their marriage was always the healthiest. So I basically took the, the negatives and, and realized that those are, not, those are the things that I don't want in, my, in any of my relationships and took the positives and was able to apply those positives in my relationship. So a lot of us haven't had uh, basically uh, a good role example models. of what a relationship is supposed to look like or role models, but we, we know what we don't want so we can start there too. You know what I mean? And I'm not saying that some of my parents' bad habits didn't spill into my relationships. You know, I'm not saying that either, but I did have an idea of what I wanted based on what I didn't want. And I think that that's a start to knowing exactly what you want. So you don't, you don't repeat the same bad habits. Would you agree, disagree? I mean, going in on the fly. I mean, I think everybody's going in on the fly, but the, the question is, did you st take the time to really get to know her? Did you take the time to really get to establish a relationship with her? Did you take the time to, you know, mm -hmm understand what love really means and what it takes to maintain a lifetime relationship versus a girlfriend, you know, versus, you know, somebody that you're dating. 
things of that nature. But, you know, we'll wait for your response so we, you know, we can get further into that. So Drastic says something. That's part of it. So Drastic said that's part of it. But when there's things like kids involved, property, et cetera, it makes the breakup worse than it would be if you two were just boyfriend and girlfriend without those factors. Not just embarrassment, also the support system has to be a good support system, which more times than not isn't the case. It can be the support system that sabotages the things that with good intentions. Well, I would agree, yeah. I would agree that that's a norm. I definitely would agree that that's that's a norm like that's really a norm because I mean we wouldn't be here if that wasn't the norm you know what I mean like we are talking to people about friendship being the highest quality of the relationships like friendship is everything if you're friends with your parents you can hang with like you can actually talk to them you friends with your family members you actually hang around each other you don't hang around all your family members you hang around the ones that you have built a friendship with Obviously, your friends are your friends. And obviously, if your partner is your friend, you know, you have that strong foundation, which we, you know, we mentioned in other Zoom um, discussions. But it, it, is, it is true that all those factors do play a part in making sure that, you know, y'all stay together and things of that nature. And those things do, it's a tug of war. You know, when you have kids involved, it is a tug of war what's best for the kids. When you have properties, it is what's best. But a lot of people, is it's bad because their breakups are very extreme. Mm. You know, like if you have a marriage and y'all can go back to being, y'all realize your marriage ain't functional, your marriage is not functional. You're two human beings that actually love one another, but you reduce the, you know, you reduce the start becoming like your friends now. Raising children together is not going to be a problem. Having property together is not going to be a problem. And, it, you know, yeah, et cetera. I don't know what that would be, but all other things will actually transition as well. So I think y'all would just come together and see how y'all going to break those things up and split those things up in a way that's fair for each person. But it gets to these nasty divorces where one person cheated or one person did something to really hurt somebody or somebody ran a relationship to the ground. So you stayed longer than you need to stay. So now y'all really upset with each other or y'all really nasty to each other. So that's one thing. And I already addressed the whole friendship thing. Like if you have great support, I do agree. Like your relationship is gonna stand the test of time if y'all all on the same page. But once you have outside factors, like you said, they always don't intend to sabotage, but they give an advice to somebody that's based on their advice and not the advice of the relationship that the person's in one. Two, they also <clears throat> they also like believe in male and female roles and you know they may give advice to the female that doesn't really sue her role in the relationship they might well, yeah i think that in order to give to his role in the relationship you get what i'm saying Boy, well yeah i think that in order to give good advice that the principles have to be aligned like yeah. you can't give it uh, the beliefs like you can't give me like for example like Aziz, you couldn't give me advice if we don't have the same well you can but it, like if we don't have the same beliefs then what you're saying to me could go would would not really hold as much weight if I don't really truly believe it. Definitely, it might not even resonate. Yeah, so that's so I think that that's really important when you have people around you that not just anybody but just the people that 
actually believe the things that you believe and understand the agreement that both people made within the relationship. And then they can give an opinion, not even opinion, but they, they can give advice on what's happening and give insight as well. So Jasmine wrote, but I think that's also why Darrell should have take take heed in the to the people around him as well as well because like as he said, they are your friends, so they should also be your your sounding board to be there and challenge you to be their best self and get the best. Definitely. Yeah, absolutely. I would agree. I think a lot of us, like one of the discussions we were going to talk about is the fact that a lot of relationships are imbalanced. So if you that friend that has a bunch of friends that you take care of and nobody's taking care of you, and I don't know, you know, maybe you get something out of it, but the point is, I don't, how are you going to get support if you don't have people that are there to support you? How are you going to ever get support? We done lost Jerry. I don't know where she went. I know. That. <laughs> <But> <laughs> My light went off. <laughs> yeah, 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 I don't know where she went. But, you know, how are you going to truly have that that strong support system if you don't have people around you that's helping to lift the relationship? Like, you know, obviously our company's name is Love is a Group Journey, so we do believe and everybody we believe everybody it takes everybody there's nobody on this there's nobody in this discussion right now that don't have a perspective but it has to be aligned with with the success of something you know what i mean like there's a lot of people that just deal with the blur lines of perspective but when you're trying to make decisions it's, it's bigger than perspective you got to make decisions yeah, so absolutely. you got to have people around you that are strong enough to be convicted in the decisions that they're telling you to make and that you know that they'll do it, this, do it, do it too, because everybody, you know, we all don't like a hypocrite. And like Darrell said, I mean, it seemed even if he did have those friends, he's not listening to them anyway, based on what he said, because he says he's gonna do what he's gonna do anyway. Which I think, you know, maybe if you would have listened to some of them, I don't know if any of your friends did any of your friends tell you about your relationship or your marriage, and you know, they happen to be on point. Or did they tell you why? So, you know, a lot of people often wait till the relationship is over to really tell you how they feel about it. Definitely. So was it that, was that the situation that they wait until you guys were at, at a point where you guys didn't want to work on a relationship anymore to be like, yeah, I knew she was the girl for you. Like, was it that? <laughs> I mean, at this point, it's like it's like um, nine thirty. Yeah, We're usually on for a little bit longer. So I, I'll say, whoever, whatever panelist wants to, you know, we can probably have the discussion a lot quicker if we just bring y'all aboard. So, what y'all look? If y'all want to be on, you know, raise video, your hand. Raise your hand. Hit the raise hand button so we can actually have the dialogue instead. Let me turn it out. Okay, you're allowed to talk, Jasmine. Can you hear me? No, you're on mute. I can hear her. Oh, because you heard oh, it through my headset. Yeah, thank you. Oof, I'm back. <laughs> Welcome back, Jeremy. 
So Darrell basically, so while we wait to, to see, um, Darrell said, I have friends and family tell me I tell me it didn't look compatible. What I meant was I, I didn't care about their opinions. I was going to follow my heart at the time. Oh, okay. So Darrell, drastic measures. Any I want to actually have a discussion? Um, through the On the actual chat? chat? Oh, y'all jumping. Um, you can hear me or? Yeah. Yeah. What is that going? Oh. I had drastic. See you. Okay. I mean, I would just say, I would just ask Darrell basically if he learned anything from that, from that situation because obviously when you follow your heart and you don't listen to, I mean, it, it depends on the opinions and depends on following the heart. So I'll address one first. So when you talk about caring about you got cut off. Yeah, she's going to come back. Oh, she's back now. Oh, I'm back? Yeah. Go ahead. Oh, so when you, when you talk about comparing or considering comp opinions, it's like, what are they saying? Is it something that's fact-based? Is it just something towards their bias? Because if it was a bias thing, I wouldn't listen either. But if it's something that they can articulate well, then I would listen. You know what I mean? So I think that's one aspect of it. And then a second aspect of it is following your heart. Like, did you learn that following your heart isn't the best thing? And that's why having principles and those things are to have better or better practice? Or are you still kind of in that place, like kind of wherever your heart takes you? Yeah, drastic. You on mute still. Okay, yeah, we can hear you. Jazz is. I had to um, I had to also start the video. Just... Yeah, you can start the video, and Jazz, you can just hit pause when you know whenever someone else is speaking. Yeah. Let me know if I can talk. You can. You can I'm talk. I'm gonna be a panelist. I just, I just promoted. Oh. There you go. So now we, we have it. And then y'all can hit video drastic and, and Darrell if y'all want to be seen. Okay. If your hair's done. There we go. These days all barber, so face is woofing. Hair need to be retwisted. Oh we're 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 on lockdown, so we get it. Definitely. Yeah, Darrell, it's on you. Yeah, yeah, Darrell, go ahead. Oh, no, so I apologize. For, I mean, first of all, I apologize for the typos. I apologize for... Uh, Listen, we don't, we don't care about that. We understand it. No, nah, so what I was saying is, um, from my perspective, it's like, you know what I'm saying, like, listening to opinions, I mean, people who I think had my best interest, but it was like, you know, at the time, I'm, I'm 27, I thought I meant who I was supposed to be with, and at the same time, it's like, I kind of ignored you know, signs or things like that that I saw, you know what I mean, in the forefront. So I say, you know what, I, I think the love that I have for this woman will take me in, into that direction. Basically, what I'm saying to you is there were issues and problems before we even got married. Definitely. You know, in, in, into the fiancé thing, into the marriage. Now we're married. Now we're tied. Now things are where it needs to be at. And it's like, um, you, know, you know, things kept happening. But 
there were things that happened in the forefront. There were signs before that that showed me that it, it, it may not last. And then you try and you try and you try and you try again. And, and you know, so I had people to say, all right, you know what? Keep trying. If, if this didn't work, try something else. If this didn't work, try something else. But how many times are you supposed to keep working and trying something else? And you keep, I mean, long story short, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and over again, expecting different results. At that point, I realized it's time to try something different. And then my happiness wasn't jeopardy. Uh, depression, um, not being the same derailed that I am. Face not not going to the court, like not like, like not doing things in my life that I normally would do on a regular basis. And and I realized where it was coming from. So for my health, you know, you know, for my mental state, things like that, it was time to walk away. I had to. That's how I felt, and so that's why I did what I did. Definitely. You have, you have me up. You go on mute now, Jerry. So it was more things that you've seen and less things that your friends seen. Like when you're talking about the signs that it might not be a good look, there were things that you've seen and or things that your friends seen or your friends, even though you've seen it, your friends are still telling you to go ahead and go for it. Um, I think in the beginning, Friends saw certain things, but I think as we progressed into the relationship, it was more of what I seen and what I was going through myself. So what I can say is, you know, coming to the conclusion that I came to, it, um, it was definitely uh, things that I saw, things that weren't healthy. And don't get me wrong, I wasn't perfect at all. So that's one thing I want to say. I was not perfect in, in the relationship. But, but um, you know, I, you know, so I just felt like it was time to move in a different direction. I had so to. What I'm asking is because you you had referred to your friends told you things, but you didn't take heed. Yeah. So that's what I'm asking because my whole point is is that when I had originally asked you my questions, it was just, it was more or less based on was it they were telling you things that you've seen that were that were that seemed legit, or were they thing were they things that just seemed like it was more of a bias that didn't really have anything to back it up. Um, I think it was more of things that were legit that I tried to look past and, and ignore. Okay. Uh, yeah. Ended up being um, ended up snowballing in, in, into something different mm. or worse, right? So definitely things that I was told or you know seen from friends from afar that had my best interests mm. and. I guess I kept a blind eye to what I was seeing and going through. Mm -hmm. um, took that into the marriage. I thought it was going to change before we got married. Mm -hmm. and, um, you realize now that you're in a marriage and they gotten worse. So there was something that this was going to happen where this is how it's going to be no matter what. And now, and now I'm into a marriage where now it's worse than what it was in the beginning. But there were signs in the beginning that said, that would stop you. So. Yeah. So what did you learn from that situation? Like knowing that you seen all the signs, you ignored them, and then it turned to worse. Because you know it's like when people are in relationships, even they don't even have to be married, and they think by moving somewhere else, or you can be single, and you're like, you know what? If I move here, I live in New York. If I move to Florida, my life is gonna be so much better. And it's like, no, your your problems are gonna carry carry with you because your destination changing, but you're not changing. So it's gonna change. It's gonna happen with different people. So I like think, my. my Go ahead. No, nah, go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no. So I was just basically saying, like, what is your takeaway moving forward that knowing everything that's happened that you kind of ignored or whatever, that you let it with your heart, 
now when you're when you talk do you have principles placed you know to define what love is or are you still kind of going with the you know if this person makes me feel good and maybe the signs will change like what is it that you have developed new moving forward to when you have future relationships I mean what I developed number one is taking my time I was always in the notion that there's a certain age to do this there's a certain age to do that mm. there's a certain age to be this accomplished to do this you know, at a certain age, if I'm not at this certain age with this certain movement, with this type of job or in this relationship, then then, then I'm a failure. I've mm-hmm. learned that age at this point is irrelevant. It's how you feel. It's what the vibe is. It's what the love is. Like, all that stuff plays into account. But I was so age-oriented mm-hmm. that I feel like, you know, I put myself into a bad situation. So, so I'd be transparent. The age, so now I'm 35. I turned 35 a couple weeks ago. So... 30 was the age of, all right, I'm in my career. I need to be married. I, I need to be X, Y, and Z. So I felt like, at, and, so I, and so I got married at age 30. Mm. Obviously, I wasn't, I, I didn't, you know, I wasn't ready at the time. But I thought, like, at the age 30, I need to be X, Y, or Z. So to answer your question, moving forward, age is not that. Age is not what's going to determine my next move moving forward. It's going to be how I feel. What, what, you know, what the vibe is, you know, things things like that. Age won't be the determining factor of decisions that I make moving forward. So basically your definition of success is changing. Absolutely. Yeah. It's funny because me and Aziz talked about that in a podcast that we had a couple of months back and that, you know, marriage is a badge of honor, buying a home, like all these things that you people put on this list that they check off, you know, because that shows how successful they are, that shows how mature they are. And, you know, it's, it's, you're not, you're not alone, Darrell, because a lot of people feel that way. You know what I mean? They believe that I get to a certain age and I have to show, I have to show for it basically, because I, I'm at an age where I should have these things, but says who, you know what I mean? And I think that that's really important that you did realize that now, but to add on to Jasmine's question, those are all good things. Like you, you measure success, success differently. Um, but what are what do you what what do tools do you have in place to avoid being in a similar situation with another woman in terms of you seeing the signs, but not doing anything about it right away, and still moving forward with the relationship? Like what are what are the tools that you have in place right now? You asking me that. Before you answer that, before you answer that, I want to see what Drastic Measures has to say about the whole, you know, marriage and evolving and age and things of that nature. Oh, you sound really low. Am I the only one that don't hear Drastic? Yeah, I can't hear you. Yeah, we can't hear you. Drastic, we can't hear you. All right, can you hear me now? Yeah, we can hear you now. Uh, yeah, I got this bootleg Amazon uh, AirPod, so <laughs> just want to speak. All right, so um, based off of what he said, I think his previous definition of success is what my current definition of success still is. I think like the ultimate level of success, finding one woman, locking it down, having a bunch of kids, building a family together. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like. In, in the midst of the coronavirus, like we all chase the bag, we all try to get material possessions and stuff like that. But what matters right now? You know what I'm saying? Who do you love? Who are you in close counters, close quarters with? You know what I'm saying? That type of thing. And um, even though I feel like that's the ultimate success, I'm, you know, unsuccessful. And because of 
the climate of society right now and how easy it is to just swipe left, swipe right. You know what I'm saying? Everybody got options. Like, you know what I'm saying? You're turning down people left and right. Do I want to smash? Now I don't feel like smashing you. You know what I mean? So like, it just seems like the climate of society where we at right now, it's almost hard to achieve that level of success. That's the ideal, you know? Definitely. So what did you, in answering Jerry's question, um, Carell, what did you, what, when you were saying the vibe and all of that, like, you was talking about, you know, we was talking about the vibe earlier. Like, the vibe is the caring. But what principles do you have in place to actually make sure that your relationships flourish and you actually sign on for somebody who's at least, you know, going in the same direction as you? Uh. Well, number one, so, so, so here, a beautiful face no more. It's not a, this kind of a body no more. Those are my old principles. Those are pre, you know, you know what I'm saying? So those are going at, at this point in my life. Um, so I just got into a doctoral program down here in Delaware. So the first thing is intelligence. That's my principles right now. Intelligence, um, you know, what this person wants to be at in 10 years. I wasn't thinking about that before. But now that I'm in a position now where, like I said, I'm single, I'm on my own, whatever the case may be, first principle is, is intelligence. And I think the second principle with me is, where do you see yourself at five, ten years from now? Like, what is your future like? I didn't think about that before. So I hope that answers your question with that. But, but that's where my mind is right now. I, I just wanted to inter, intercede real quick. Because when Darrell said what he said, and just correct me if I'm wrong, I didn't get that he's basically saying family and all that isn't a priority. What I got from what he was saying was, is that regardless, it was a, it's a priority and still is, but he's not going to surpass things that are negative and that's going to be detrimental to achieve it. Right. Right. And so that's what I'm saying with you drastic. Like you kind of like, well, that is my priority. Like that's both your priority. It's just that he, he put himself in a lot of positions just to obtain what he wanted. And now he's realizing that shit just because I'm 30 and I really want to be 35 and I really want to be married. I'm not just going to be dealing with anybody just to say I'm married at 30. I'm married at 35. Yeah. I think I'm, 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 I'm in the same, uh, same place as him, you know what I'm saying? I'm also divorced and, you know what I'm saying, the way I carry myself now approaching relationships, I'm, um, I don't tolerate nearly as much as I would have tolerated, you know what I'm saying, previously, because previously it was like, all right, let's just deal with whatever we got to deal with, swallow whatever humble pie we got to swallow to keep the to keep the marriage going, you know what I'm saying? And, and now I got way less tolerance for stuff, so, you know what I'm saying? I guess what I was saying last time I was speaking, does it... I just want to put a question out. Does, does anyone feel like it's possible to achieve that though? You know what I mean? To where you can find that right person. Y'all be on the same page and you know what I'm saying? Y'all live the fairy tale happy, happily ever after type of thing. Well, if I'm answering the question. I definitely believe so. I wouldn't believe in love being a group journey. If that's not the case, I wouldn't believe in love. So I do believe it can be achieved. I just think a lot of people get boggled down by what, society puts in place and it's hard it's, it becomes harder and harder because you're considered picky if you really go after what you want you're considered unsuccessful if you actually turn down a bunch of people that aren't gonna because you're gonna date a decent amount like we me and you talked about before drastic of how 
you're like, oh, you know, like you go through this one, you go through this one. I'm really not, I'm chasing the bag. I'm really not trying to get nothing too serious because everybody's going this route and this route. And I was saying like, everything's about achieving one. So if you put forth all your effort, I do believe that somebody else is going to match that effort. But I do think that it, it takes you, like I do believe in the law of attraction. So it takes you being very dead set on your principles, you being dead set on everything you believe in living your exact reality, living your exact spirituality, bringing your spirituality to reality. And then you're going to attract somebody that wants that same thing. And it's going to be driven in the same way because nobody else is going to be able to sustain you. You're going to wear them down. Yeah. I, the person that does it. Yeah. I agree with Aziz. And all you need is one match. <laughs> so mm -hmm. I, I, I do agree. I do believe that there is somebody out there that fits my personality that is not going to just tolerate me who has the same who has the same angle, who has the same principles. I do truly believe that. I, I don't think that because I've had relationships that were not successful to this point, that that means that there's, that there's no hope. I do still think that there's hope out there. I just haven't, I just haven't met that guy as of, as of now, um, but I'm not giving up on that either. So real quick, so I have a, a friend of mine. I just had this conversation was it yesterday or the day before that flat out told me he doesn't believe in monogamy. He doesn't believe that, you know, there's people out here who need, or, or there's that person out there for somebody. And it's like, because of my situation and, and because of what I just went through, I could easily fall into that trap and say, you know what, you're right. Mm -hmm. But I don't believe that. I do believe there's truly someone out there for somebody. I truly believe that there's one person out there for someone who, who you can grow you know what I'm saying, family, all that stuff. Like, I truly believe that. So so I say that to say, to your point, it's like, you know what I mean? It's so easy to get discouraged, especially going through a divorce, Definitely. going through trials and tribulations and upset. And, you know what I'm saying? So, so I mean, so I just wanted to put that out there. Like, there are people out there who totally believe that monogamy is not the way to go. But I don't believe that. I, I, I wouldn't be on this thing if I didn't, you know what I mean? So. I definitely wanted to, I had to. Definitely. Yeah, I mean. Oh, sorry, go ahead. That's great. I, I, I was just saying, I think you had, I think you really made a really good point because, I, yes, I believe that somebody's going to be out there, I think, but the caveat to the whole understanding about finding somebody that you're with is a lot of times we want something that we're not giving. Mm -hmm. And because of that, we're going out there saying, you know, I really want this. And you, to this point, you attract what you want but i mean what you put out but not what you really what you want and that's how we kind of end up in this like really cycle and i never really thought about it in that way like i can say i want this however many times i want but ultimately if i'm being a hypocrite in all these ways that i'm saying i want this i'm likely to gravitate to somebody who's going to be a hypocrite and do the same thing yeah we don't know what that is but oh. the, <laughs> back to what i was talking around. about with dealing with my monogamy we was on a, our first radio, show first radio show that we went to. Um, a guy was telling us he's a polygamist and he don't believe in it. And he just, you know, women weren't made to, to you wasn't made to settle down. And men were supposed to have several women. And, you know, he's breaking all this stuff down. And he's like, love don't exist. But the dude was pursuing a hip hop career. So what we did was we just, I, I, I deleted all the women. And I just said, okay, so why are you chasing hip hop? Why are you chasing that dream of love don't exist. You got to have a passion for it. You got to have a desire for it. We name our, our principle, dedication, devotion, honesty, and trust. 
you're giving hip hop all of those things. You're just not giving another human being those things. Mm-hmm. So nine times out of 10, the dude, nine times out of 10, a lot of people say, okay, monogamy, this, mon-, they was just hurt. So that one person still, still has their heart and they're just wanting that one person that hurt their heart, that broke their heart. Cause I talk, we talk to so many people and they're just stuck in the past. So they can't, they, they attract the women that they can constantly just keep on throwing to the side and tossing to the side. You can't toss to the side a great woman. It's going to be hard because you feel that. Mm-hmm. But, but also, you attract a lot of people that aren't, you attract a lot of women that aren't great and you, you have them in numbers. A lot of women that aren't great, you just keep accumulating because you can. But a great woman, you, there's no way in hell. She's going she's gonna to capture you in a way where it's not going to be that easy. And when you're around a bunch of great women, you understand that. So you value, you value a relationship better. And for the same goes with women. When you have a great man, and I'm not talking about a man that just buys you everything, agrees with you, you got to keep them, you got to keep them happy. A, happy. a happy wife is a happy life. I'm not dealing with all that. I'm talking about somebody who is working with you, alongside you, building you up, and encouraging you to build them up. They don't settle for half of you. They settle for all of you. You know what I mean? They make sure they go hard and y'all are reciprocate. When you have that, the bridge is constantly going. So you're constantly feeding each other. You get what I'm saying? So that's what you strive for. You strive for the idea. You strive for the idea. It's just like any other dream. You dream it first and you go out and get it. But a lot of people don't look at it as such because it's, it's something you could acquire. You walk down the block, you can talk to somebody and acquire something quick. It's just like anything else. It yeah, I, I, over, I, over over vegetables. But go ahead, Jerry. Oh, sorry, I didn't. I I'm, no, <laughs> I didn't catch ahead. that. I it, but I, I I agree with you, um, Aziz. But also to to your Darrell, your your friend. If if your friend doesn't believe in monogamy, as long as he's honest with the people that he's dating, that's okay too. It's just he wouldn't be aligned with the people that believe in monogamy. It's the people that don't believe in monogamy, but that pretend to believe in monogamy. And then cheat and say, you know, we're not, we're not, we're mammals and, you know, we're not designed to just date one, one sleep with one person at a time. Those are the people that I have an issue with. But if you have a, a person, and to Aziz's point, they probably have underlying issues, which is right, which may very well be true. But if you don't believe in it, and as long as you're honest with it, that's okay as well, because you, sh- you should never rob anyone of their choice if you don't believe in something as big as monogamy and you still want to date. So I'm laughing because... Uh, you hit it on the nose. The, the underlying issues that I'm not going to disclose. I know this is being recorded, so we going. So, so, so I'm not going to take it there. But here, but I, so I guess my. So here's my question to you two. So I've been seeing you guys on Facebook. Um, these I've known you since 2004, yeah. 2003, something like that. Long time. So my question to you guys is: All right, um, what gives you guys the strength to keep doing what you're doing? What gives you guys the strength to keep? You know what I'm saying? doing this kind of stuff. I know you guys may have hardships, whatever the case may be. So what was your message to be to someone like me who was coming out of something, who was trying to find our way again? And what was your message be to me to continue to, you know, be monogamous and find that person and keep moving forward? Well, I answer the first question. What motivates, I'll speak for me. I could speak for us probably, but I'll speak for me so she can, you know, Jerry can go. But what motivates me is I live it. Like I lived, I live everything we talk about. I live love as a group journey. I live it. So everybody that comes in my life, I don't have no option but to make them the best they can be. 
So that's how, that's what I believe. And we've been living this for so long. And so many people come to us and like, well, you know, how do y'all have this? And how do you, and they got tons of friends and we like, how don't you have it? But they always look at us like we have something so great. So we said, let's share this. Let's share what we have and give back to the world. And this is our purpose. We, we decided to use our village. We have a village mentality and we decided to say, okay, this is our purpose. We don't separate friends as much as other people do. Friends and, and partners and all that, we all work as one unit to actually build something stronger and powerful than just working as individuals. That's the first thing. The second thing that you ask is what advice will we give you? It's find a faith. Don't, there's some, nobody can take something away from you that's yours. You know, if you believe in something wholeheartedly, then people are not gonna fit that belief, but you're gonna find a person that does. You're gonna find several people that do. So if you have a belief and you have a belief that's nonstop, you're, like I said, you're gonna attract that. So therefore stay focused on what your belief is. Sit down with yourself and really talk about your principles. Like you said, intelligence. So many people have intelligence. So you don't want that to be a principle because intelligence is something a lot of people have. So you want to narrow it down. What's going to narrow it down to the best things that's going to help you succeed in life? Like we say, devotion, honesty. Like when somebody's devoted, they're there. Mm -hmm. And they're not just there thick and thin. They're there because you're giving them back that. When they're dedicated, they're practicing it. They're showing it. You know what I'm saying? When they're truthful and honest, you're going to hear a lot of things that they don't like, that you don't like, but you know that you can rely on them anytime to tell the truth. So you want to have things that allow you to, because I don't never, let, let me just cut myself off. I don't never have to, oh, well, this person's a snake or this person's this. I wear people out being who I am. I ask a bunch of questions. I do, I'm, I'm focused. I only have one goal for us to be lifetime friends, for us to be lifetime partners. I don't have no other, other mode. So anybody who ain't ready for that, they're going to tire out. And eventually one month turns to two months, turns to no months. <laughs> you know what I mean? They tire out quickly. So just to give you that insight, that would be my take on it. Jerry? Well, yeah, I agree. I think that what keeps me going is the relationships that I currently have. So right now I'm not in a romantic relationship and I think that that will come over time. But the fact that I'm, a, I'm around people that believe in the same things I believe, hold me accountable every step of the way. And we continue to have discussions that's going to propel us or make us the best version of ourselves. That would also helps me be the person I am. So I do still believe in love. I still believe in connecting. I still believe in relationships and I live it every day with the friendships I have it's just I'm missing that romantic component that I truly believe will happen when it's supposed to happen and as far as your my advice to you I agree with Aziz on narrowing your focus and really knowing what you want and sticking with it and knowing that because you have a narrow focus that you're not going to be able to connect with everyone and you have to be okay with that because you know when you when you have these vague ideals or these vague um the, the, this vague list of things that you want out of a relationship, you get you you'll get a lot of great you you'll get a lot of great areas with the people that you're dealing with. So you want to bring your your list down to you want to minimize your list and, and narrow it down so that when you are when you are connecting with women, you can you can start to do process of elimination based on your level of connection, the things that and, and that starts with the things that you want. So that would be my advice to you. Um, and although I'm not, you know, a love snob, <laughs> um, 
I, I would also say too, like just being somebody who was single, um, obviously I was never married, but ultimately I would say to you is, you know, you were depressed, you know, you was in a place where you know what it is to be, to feel alone, to feel out of place, to have committed to something that didn't make you happy. I think you could use that core to propel you to move forward. Having sex with a thousand girls is not going to make you happy. Ultimately, the long, the long picture and what you want from what I hear is not going to make it. So you're going to, you're going to end up basically being a depressed man who's in his fifties, who never had what he really wanted because he gave up. Yeah. I mean, so I think you need to look long-term, hold this instant and look long-term and apply it. So you already know that's not what you want. You know what I mean? And just think about the state that you were in. You gained weight. I remember seeing you, you gained weight. All your messages were like kind of sad on Facebook. Yeah. Like I remember, you know what I mean? So I know Damn, that you want to be in that place. <laughs> I remember you didn't want to be in that place. So I think that that's something that you really need to hold as a moment in time that you, that changed your life. As much as it was, as much as it was, it was hard. It was something that you said, damn, like, I don't, I don't ever want to feel like this again. And you made the necessary steps to change that. Keep going. Keep going in that same direction. I take it one step further. Look in the mirror and say, I've been there before and survived it. So I'm not scared to be there again if I have to. Yeah. Because no. that's what keeps me going all the time. I'm like, I've been in pain. I've been mm-hmm. cold sweats, waiting for my phone to ring. You know, like, they, you can't go to sleep. Your heart pounding out your chest. You know, you can't believe this is a reality. I've been through that whole understanding, and I survived every time. Yeah. So yeah. I'm not scared to go back because I know what it's like. It's just like practicing. We all practice for, you know, we all been sports and athletes. We all practice. We all worked hard till our bodies couldn't take it no more. And we woke up the next day and did it again. Why? Yeah. Because we seen, we, we seen our goal. So I'm saying that you put your all in relationships, become the man that you want to marry. And then I guess there will be a woman that's ready to suit that role. And also I think that one thing that another, another, the, another of, of level of advice I would give you as well is knowing what you bring to the table as well. Because in order for you to equally connect with someone, you have to know your worth and know what you bring to the table. And I think that that will give you the esteem that you need to also connect with the right person. Because when you're in a relationship with someone that you don't know what you bring to the table, it it breeds insecurity. And that can also be an underlying issue within the relationship. So you should go into every situation knowing what you bring to the table. And I think that would also help you sift through the the women and, and, and get the right fit for you. That was the pause I was talking about, Jazz, but go ahead. Oh, I paused. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was getting my words together. At least I wasn't fighting with myself. Like, no, no, no. <laughs> Darrell's <ahead>. pondering. <laughs> no, nah, I'm just over. Listen, I'm over here listening. I mean, I appreciate it. Uh, you know, what I mean, it's different when you um, you know, you're on your own and you got a lot of things going through your mind, and then you listen to people who are talking about real stuff. And you know, what I mean, so like I said, I I really appreciate it. Jasmine touched on a point. I mean, so I just laughed, but she was real gain weight, not wanting to do certain stuff, not going to the gym. That was never me, ever. Um, you know what I mean? Going through a depression, not wanting to do the things I normally do. You, um, you guys know that, you know that I'm an assistant principal and all that kind of stuff, bringing that kind of stuff to work, not being myself. I mean, so, I mean, that all that makes sense. So I appreciate everything you guys are saying. Like, real talk. Definitely. So, Jurassic, what's your take on it? Are you, um, do you feel the same way as far as, are we, what advice would you give Darrell? 
I'm still trying to figure it out myself. You know what I mean? So I really can't give the, the best advice that I would give is to be the best version of yourself that you possibly can be. And what that means to me is mind, body, and spirit. You know what I'm saying? Pursue God, work out, eat healthy. You know what I'm saying? Uh, set goals and achieve them. Just be the best version of yourself that you possibly can be. And, and you know what I'm saying? Just have faith that everything else will fall in place. Stay away from lazy, lazy relationships. You know? Yeah, because <laughs> we 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 crush them all the time. Like I, I'm all, I'm all about that treadmill, man. We wake up every day. I wake up every day, same attitude, no matter what's going on. I could be sick, I don't even know I'm sick because I'm just just have the same attitude, the same lust for life, and I make sure I go. And I expect everybody to match those levels. Yeah, I'm not quite there. <laughs> but, <laughs> like I'm on the treadmill like this. <laughs> but um but yeah, I'm not quite there all the time and sometimes I allow my emotions to um take over and and not be as consistent as I could be. So I also work, that's something I work on every day because it doesn't always come as natural as it does for Aziz. Um but I, I, I do understand that that's something I do need to work on. So I would think that the main thing too is like, we, we talk about so many things. I mean, obviously we can't touch on everything, but I think the main thing is when you, in a, when you enter a relationship, don't follow the cliche. Like you get all these dating, these this advice from people dating and telling you, you know, don't put too much out there. Don't put too, don't lead with everything. And, and you got to always look at things like this is the most important interview of your life. Like lead with who you are at all times. The conflict should be in the beginning. All the conflict should be in the beginning. Yeah. Over time, you should challenge. You should do everything you want. Say everything you want to say. The right person is going to work through all of that. The honeymoon should be the marriage. You know what I'm saying? When you're ready to marry, the honeymoon should be the marriage. You should already be so on point, so used to debating, so used to going through things where y'all like, yo, we need to just get married. This is, you know, now we're at a good place. But a lot of people wait to the marriage, go to the honeymoon, and then start the arguments. You know what I mean? I don't know enough about that. No, I'm just playing. I'm just joking. So that's what <laughs> that's what goes on. Like when you go on a date, like ask hard questions. Like I didn't ask girls if they had HIV. Like I want to wow. know what's happening. You know what I'm saying? I want to know exactly what's going on. See, a lot of people, you see, this is what I'm saying. Be exceptional. Don't be afraid to be exceptional. Yeah, because every man wines and dines. Every man tries to be put their best foot forward. Every man tries to, like you go to a job, you do the same thing you do at a job. Oh, I'm just gonna be the best. If you want a job that's gonna respect who you are, you come in as who you are. Yeah. You want a wife that's gonna respect who you are, you come in as who you are. You want friends that respect who you are, you come in as who you are. And you make them truly accept who you are. And I'm not talking about accepting the weaknesses, because nobody should have to accept that. I'm talking about your strengths, things you hold dear to yourself. They say, yo, you argue too much and you like the fact that you do that, like you're controversial. You mess with people who are controversial. Mm -hmm. I accept that about you because you think it's the best thing. If you don't think it's the best thing, then you make the adjustment. Mm -hmm. But if you think it's the best thing, don't never let somebody take away your strongest your strong personality traits. And when you're confident, there's not a lot of confident people. So they're going to call it all kinds of different things. You're a know-it-all. They're going to call all kinds of things. You let them strip you, that's on you. You know what I mean? So like the most important thing is really figure out, you have this time to yourself, you and drastic measures, figure out everything you are and put that out there all the time and don't be fearless. 
be yeah, unafraid. Be unafraid. Cause you're not gonna, you're gonna, a lot of people aren't gonna like you. And that's okay. Well, you should you be okay. Everybody that. to hang out with us for the first time and they're trying to get to know us. Are you sure you want to go down this road? Cause nobody gonna like you. I'm letting you know that. Cause now you're gonna be a little more honest than you was. Now you're gonna be asking questions that they never thought that you would ask. Now they're gonna ask you how the hell you asking all these questions. You're gonna lose all your friends. You know what I mean? Before you build them back up. Some of them's gonna stay with you, some of them aren't. Because the point is for you to have the best friends you can have. It's not just being friends with people because y'all drinking buddies. You know what I mean? It's going a little further than that. It's actually sitting down and really knowing that you could have strong discussions. What do your friends believe in? What's yeah. your faith? Why are you going to the bar with dude? You don't even know what he believes in. Mm -hmm. You can't even have real discussions with them. You can't even have four-hour discussions about faith with them. So as you evolve, you got to understand your spirit, what, what you believe and being aligned in your beliefs is everything. You know who you're going out with. You know who you're leaving the house with. You know who you're meeting up with. You know y'all share the same core values. So I think that's the most important piece, y'all. You know, as you evolve, you have an understanding of be who you are, have a great understanding of what you believe, and be able to recite it on, on the spot. Mm -hmm. Exactly what you believe. So everything that a person signing on for, they know they signing on for it. And also why you believe in it. Like, you know, a lot of people throw out all of these terms that sound good. But, you know, un really truly understanding why you believe what you, you believe and, and don't waver from that, no matter how good the, the, the physical connection is or how attracted you are, you are to the person, you have something that will be a checks and your balance and that will be your principles and what you believe in. Definitely. But, you know, on that note, I know everybody is, is you know, it's 10, 15. Anybody else have anything to add before we, you know, we move on? I guess not. So, <laughs> so you know, we on every at nine o'clock. You know, y'all talk, talk to your friends about it. Talk to hey, anybody. Y'all wrapping know. it up, huh? You wrapping it up? Yeah. Wow. What's up? Oh, you... I was intrigued, man. I was like, I mean, sorry, I apologize. I was having fun. It's all good. Though. I get it. No, 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 no. I mean, come, come, come around. That's why I asked y'all if y'all anything to add. You know what no. I mean? But you know, come back and. Every every Monday we on. Every yeah. Monday we on. Engage with us. Engage with us. You can have this every day by engaging with us. We mm -hmm. we have no problem engaging back. You know what I mean? The written stuff. Sometimes on our Facebook page now, you know, we have a business. We have certain things we gotta, you know. Yeah, we have we have we have services. We have um, we're going live once a day um, to talk to the people to, to connect with everyone. So yeah, just stay present. So, all right, so let me say this to you. I have, so, um, once this corona stuff is over with, and I know New York is crazy right now. Oh, you um, don't want no parts? <laughs> so, so when y'all, so when this is all over, you guys have a studio and all that? Yeah, we do. I'm saying that because I have a friend, I have a friend that lives in New York, so I'm up there frequently now. So, uh, just putting it out there, if there's ever an invite or a time for us all to get together. Like I, I be in New York a lot now, so just, okay. just a lady friend. Oh yeah, yeah. Is it a lady friend? It's not a male friend. I mean, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I, yes, I got a lady friend that lives in New York. She, she lives in Brooklyn. Okay. So basically, you want them to better. 
I'm in New York a lot. That's all I'm saying. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, anything? anytime, just hit us up. But yeah, let us know when you know, you're in New York. We a little, you know, we get busy. But like last time you hit me up, I was telling you we was at the studio. So, you know, you gotta hit me up like yeah, a, yeah. Month, a month in advance yeah, so I can book it. But, right, I'm telling you a month now. I'll, I'll be in New York sometime in May. Say that right now. Okay. So I'm giving you a month in advance now. Yeah. Well, you gotta get me the date, brother. You gotta get me <laughs> okay. the date. Cause we gotcha. we on the go on the weekends is a lot of, it's a lot going on. We got we got put a lot of things into our weekends, but you know I invited y'all to the show. So anytime y'all want to come talk on the show, the 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 podcast, everything is smooth. And are y'all still in Harlem? Yeah, we you know, we up up in Manhattan. Upper West Side. Upper West Side. Where's that? That's that's Manhattan. Oh, okay, okay. It's Manhattan. Okay. All right. You got it. <laughs> so, all right, man. It was a good, it was a good discussion. You know, just let everybody, just let everybody, we on. We gonna have some real discussion. I put it out there. It, it was a pleasure seeing Jasmine. I ain't seen you in a while. It was a pleasure seeing you. Definitely. Uh, it's always a pleasure seeing you. Definitely. Very, very nice meeting you. And nice, and nice meeting you. Meeting you no doubt. All right. All right. Man. Thank you, guys. Have a good night. Stay safe. Drastic. Way to keep good coming. Way to keep coming. We appreciate I know, I love the dedication, Jazz. Oh, no. you're, you're on mute, Jazz. Oh, but she didn't hear it. Right? No. Yeah, through you. Oh, yeah. Jasmine says she loves the, de the, the dedication, Drastic. No, no doubt. No doubt. <laughs> All right, man. See y'all next week. Bye. Nice All right, to see bye, you guys. Bye, guys. Bye, everybody.